Well, welcome back to another episode and the last one before Christmas. However, don't panic, there will be another episode before the end of the year at least, maybe two, I haven't quite decided yet. In this episode, I am sharing with you a conversation that I had with the lovely Holly Bray, who is a business coach, has a background in marketing and started out as a blogger, funnily enough. And I think we do a very similar job. So there was so much that we could have talked about. I feel like we could have talked forever. But she gave some really, really valuable insight in how she works with clients, how you know you can find those money-making activities that you can then carry out and what you should be focusing on. And I really wanted to get Holly on here as well because she is due her first newborn soon. So I wanted to make sure that I got her on before she gave birth uh, to share her wisdom and all of that kind of great stuff. She, in my eyes, is the queen of productivity. I see her posting on her Instagram stories daily about how she time blocks her calendar and all that kind of great stuff. So yeah, I'll stop singing her praises now and you can listen to our conversation. I hope you enjoy it. And if I don't talk to you before, have a lovely Christmas. Okay. Hello, lovely Holly. How are you? Hello. I'm doing really well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad, thank you. I could do with a little bit of nicer weather, but it is what it is. Oh, can't we all? Where's that oh. sun? I know. <laughs> get, me, get me to the Maldives. Oh. <laughs> cool. So before we jump into our conversation, I like to give my guests a bit of a challenge to introduce themselves within 30 seconds or less. And all that I ask is if you go over the 30 seconds that you make a small contribution, a donation, not contribution, to the charity Mind. Do you think you're up for the challenge? I am up for the challenge, but I know I'm definitely going to go over. I can, I, can, <laughs> I just know already I'm going to go over. <laughs> well, let's, let's see, shall we? Yes. Right. I've got my stopwatch ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. Go. I'm Holly, founder of A Branch of Holly. Um, I live with my husband. I am a dog mum and soon to be actual mum. I started blogging in 2013 alongside doing a master's degree in magazine journalism and I fell in love with it. So I then went full time in 2017. I started out as a social media manager but quickly transitioned to coaching product and service-based business owners because I just realized that that's what lights me up. And I love helping people who are currently where I used to be achieve complete financial and time freedom. And that is exactly why I created my community and group coaching program, the Busy to Boss Academy, to help people have the confidence to achieve what they think they aren't capable of achieving. Wowzers, 52 seconds. Oh, see, see, I do. <laughs> my clients know I like to nutter, so. <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a good start for a podcast. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so you were slightly over the 30 seconds, but that, what a good intro, what a great intro, love it. Oh, thank so you. So you so. started blogging in 2013, that feels like a long time ago. <laughs> 
Mm, yeah, twenty. I think I launched it in September 2013, from what I can remember. Wowzers. And yeah. obviously, kind of, you mentioned in your intro there that you kind of went full-time as a social media manager. I think that's new information for me. I didn't know that. A lot of people don't. Uh, yeah, a lot of people don't know that because I... I really just started out. I had when I started my blog, I had I didn't even know the online business world existed to be honest. Yeah. And I was just doing it as a creative outlet and then I kind of as I discovered more and more bloggers, I saw that some of these people were offering their own services and I kind of thought, "Oh, maybe I could do that." And it kind of evolved quite naturally from there. That's quite cool. And what what were you blogging about? I was a lifestyle blogger. So I blogged about everything, which is not the way I would advise you approach it. (laughs) (laughs) I blogged about my favorite music, fashion, gift guides, just anything and everything under the sun. You name it. Yeah, I get get that. I I did, to be fair, I I feel like we're very similar. I just feel like you're a couple of years ahead of me, which is... I think really quite weird, but actually really cool. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to get you on the podcast, to be honest, because I think we do very, very similar things Mm. um, in terms of services. And uh, similarly to you, not a lot of people know that I once had a blog. I wasn't very good at it, (laughs) but I used to do the whole blogging thing too. And I think it takes a certain level of dedication, to be fair, doesn't it? Oh, massively. Yeah, it was. And it's surprising, actually, how many people do start out that way. If you just have conversations like this, and then find that out about them. But it's so weird, because I honestly look back and think if I hadn't started that blog, would I be where I am? I don't know. Where do? Yeah, that's a really good question, actually. Where do you think you would be? What would you if you weren't doing what you do now? What would you like to be doing? My dream originally was to work for a magazine and I wanted to work for a fashion magazine. But then my bubble was burst, busted, bursted. Why? It's been popped. It popped. That's it. This is my pregnancy brain, as you'll come to learn in this conversation. Um, when I realized that all the big magazines and big jobs were in London and I'm a massive home bird and I didn't want to leave my family. So I'd probably be working for, I don't know, an agency somewhere maybe. I really don't know. But it's funny because I always said when I was younger that I wanted to be a teacher. So it's quite funny how I've kind of come full circle and now I'm a business coach. Yeah, that's so weird. That's really cool, but so weird. And you're right. Like I think most magazines are... They're all based in, in the city, aren't they? In mm-hmm. London. And it's just, I think it takes a certain kind of person. I I watch my, my dad's always been a commuter. Mm. Um, and we live, what, 100 miles north of London. You're obviously much further north. Yeah. And to watch him get up at five o'clock every morning and get on a train, I'm like, oh, I just, I couldn't do it. I wouldn't, yeah. how? It's too <laughs> early, far too early. No, I need, yeah, need my sleep, need my sleep. Mm-hmm. And so in your intro, you mentioned that obviously you did social media management. What what do you think you learned the most from doing that? Because I think, again, I think that takes a certain type of person, you know? Yeah. And I think 
the biggest thing that I learned from doing that is that, well, kind of two things really. The first is that it's all about planning ahead. So I used to plan for clients, you know, weeks, months in advance, depending on what they had going on. And that really got me into good habits of planning ahead and kind of not just creating content like off the fly, more having it in terms of, okay, what do we want to focus on in the business? What are those key messages and creating it around that? And then I think the second thing is just communication. And I I talk about the importance of having, you know, CEO days um, and not just doing, you know, client work or making products or all these things, but actually doing the work that's going to move the needle forward. So that almost taught me to have kind of those internal meetings with myself to kind of just before, you know, creating any type of content, just having that moment where you stop and just think, okay, where is this leading towards? Like, what is the purpose of this? And so it's it's really interesting how it got me into some really good habits that I could then obviously then teach my clients and use my own business as well. Yeah, that's so true. And I think that's, it's one of the things that I actually see a lot of people don't tend to do. They don't, mm. the, the biggest thing that I've seen with my clients is that a lot of them don't, there's a real thing about analytics and reviewing things. And it really, it's a real big bugbear for me. Yeah, But a lot of people just don't take the time to just stop and go, okay, what worked and what didn't. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just, yeah. It's just being kind of, it's like that hamster wheel, isn't it? They just keep going. Yes, definitely. And something I always say to my, especially my students in the Busy to Boss Academy, I just, I get them into that habit of looking at the numbers and looking at those key stats because, you know, one of my biggest values is, well, time in general. We all want to save time. We all want to make the best use of our time. So if we're trying to do anything and everything, how do we know what to focus on if we don't know what's working? And I think the other thing as well is that analytics and data, it's not sexy, is it? It doesn't like sound cool when you work on it, but actually it's so key in helping you determine what to double down on and where to go next. Yeah, it's I couldn't agree more, honestly. And I think I think the only reason I'm so kind of data driven is because of my corporate background. So I think mm. that's where I differ from like the the clients that I work with because you know they they're doing this thing because they love doing it, and I get that and I appreciate yeah. that, and I totally empathise. But like you say, you don't unless you look, you don't know what's working and what isn't. So. so <laughs> I think it is worth taking the time out. And I, I like the idea of um, CEO days. And I think it's one of those things that I only recent, I, I think I only started doing them kind of six months ago, mm. but just to actually kind of block out an entire day and go, do you know what? No, because it's, it's one thing to constantly do client work. Mm. And obviously that's important, but until you stop and kind of go what's working, what isn't. So you mentioned about doing kind of tasks that move the needle. And I love that because, again, that's that reminds me of working in an office, in a yeah. big corporate office with hundreds of people, because that was, you know, that's what we were there to do. Mm. But how, for a, from a small business perspective, 
how would you suggest that somebody works out what those things are? Because I think if you're, um, I don't know, let's say, let's make somebody up, Lucy. Lucy. And Lucy makes clay earrings. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) How, you know, she's doing the thing because she wants to make beautiful earrings, right? Yeah. How does she even begin to think about what's going to move the needle and what isn't? Yeah, it's a really interesting subject, isn't it? And I think the thing that we all have to realise first is that we have to try things and we have to try things and implement things and do things without expecting anything in return and also expecting things not to work, like expecting to fail because we won't know what's working or what's not working if we don't take risks, step outside of our comfort zone and do these things and that's when you can then dig into the data and see what's working and what's not working but from a really kind of top level perspective this is something that I like to share with people in terms of wrapping your head around because one of the biggest questions I get asked is okay so what is a money-making activity what is a needle moving activity Hmm. I like to split those needle moving activities into three groups And I class those groups as um, focusing on your current clients and customers, focusing on your prospective clients and customers, and then focusing on yourself. So for example, focusing on your current clients and customers for Lucy, it's things like fulfilling orders. It could also be things like sending people and when someone signs up to her mailing list she asks for their birthday and then when it's their birthday she sends them a 10% discount voucher so serving those current clients and customers that are in your vicinity currently your prospective clients and customers so group number two is everyone in your community so a great example of this is content creation whether it's on a podcast like this, whether it's Instagram content, whatever that is, that's a great needle moving activity. And then finally, yourself. And so many people don't class themselves as a money-making activity, but something I always say is that you, you, your business can't run right unless you do. So having a lunch break, your morning routine, Things like that are such needle moving activities because you've got to prioritize yourself so you can perform at at the highest version of yourself in your business. So very top level, that's how I would kind of break that down. Yeah, and that's that's such a good way actually. And how many people forget about themselves? Every single business owner probably. (laughs) It's nuts. And it's again, it's just that hamster wheel thing, isn't it? Mm. And... In terms of you and your business, mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't want to get too involved with uh, Lucy. If there's a Lucy that makes clay earrings that's listening to this. Oh, that would well. be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, in terms of your business, how, you know, do you, is that how you work? Like splitting those into those kind of three areas and focusing on that? Because one of the things I like is watching your Instagram stories and you're always so bloody active, which is great. <laughs> but there is you know you do communicate as well that you you are taking time for yourself and obviously you're relatively pregnant by now <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
and you know life's going to change for you pretty pretty soon so you know what is that also there you go there's a second question what is what is your business look like with a baby so first question first <laughs> do, do I always do I work like this um yes and I also do I also do that in combination with um I like to call it reverse engineering so working backwards from my goals so the tasks that I put on my calendar on a daily and weekly basis won't just be random things I've got to get done they will be tasks that relate to the monthly and quarterly goals that I have set myself and those goals will revolve around prioritizing my current clients prospective clients and myself and see, I think a lot of people think like, oh, it, it can't be that simple. You know, it's got yeah. to be more complicated than that, but it really doesn't. It, it, yeah. it's, that is all that it comes down to. It's just knowing those groups, knowing what you want to work towards and then working backwards from that. So for example, if you say, I want to launch a new product, you wouldn't start with the first step. You would work backwards from that and almost end with the first step so you've got everything laid out in front of you and then you can assign deadlines to each of those big tasks and that's how you truly get to those big goals does that make sense yeah 100 oh, good. um in terms of where my business is going to be when I have the baby <laughs> in all honesty I have absolutely no idea I have no idea what to expect. I know that the biggest thing is to get them into a routine as soon as possible. And so that will be my plan. And I'm I'm kind of taking the approach of I'm going to have time off, but then I'm not just going to start full on back into work again. I'm going to approach it in terms of where I, I'm going to phase back in. And I think that that will allow me to, it's going to be a whole new routine honestly it's just gonna be make it up isn't it surely like, yeah just take it day by day and, and that flow. is not like me I, well it, it it is more like me now I'm much more I'm much more kind of appreciative of planning combined with ease and flow but a couple of years ago I was just a planner so it is very scary for me it's very out of my comfort zone but I'm just kind of yeah, going with the flow, trusting the process and just l- use what I've learned so far to help me kind of start this new chapter. But I think that's, you know, that's probably the best way to be, isn't it? I think that's probably why I asked, because I think from my perspective, from an outsider looking in, mm. I see you do a lot of planning. Yeah. And, and I think that's why it, it just it intrigues me how people react I you know, I've got really into kind of psychology and the psyche and how people think and how their brains work and all that kind of stuff and mm-hmm. I think that's just why I was just intrigued to see how you would react because you can't you can't plan for these kinds of things can you so yeah. I just I, I'm I'm interested to see what happens if I'm honest <laughs> being the nosy human that I am no and so many other people are as well honestly so <laughs> I do not think it would be because one of the biggest things I struggled with when I first announced I was pregnant was how much do I share because I I didn't want to be 
a you know a mom a pregnancy account but yeah. I also knew that I couldn't not talk about it because it's it's literally part of me so yeah. I I asked people I asked my clients I asked my audience and I got an overwhelming yes we want to hear how you are navigating this and that's kind of why I just share as much as I can but also not just from the perspective of yes it's it's probably going to help you for when you do want to take time off to start a family which I am so grateful for but also just if you want to take time off in general so if you want to end up you know you want to take December off or January off or the summer off it also kind of applies to that as well yeah, so true. And it's it's almost that, you know, I think a lot of people do forget that as human beings, like we're, we are just nosy and we like yeah. to see how other people operate just just in case it might help us. Exactly. And so you're right. Like, you're right. It's, it's you don't have to have a baby. You might just want some time off and you can't really see how that works right now. So mm-hmm. you're kind of doing everybody a service by showing how you're navigating that. And, you know, it might just help one person go, mm, no, actually, I can go on holiday for a week exactly and that is why I do it like it's I never wanted it to be I'm I'm not I'm my clients always laugh when I when they hear this but I'm actually quite introverted and when I was younger I used to be really really shy and insecure and I still have those traits today um Mm. and so I always knew I wasn't going to be an influencer type of coach like I I never wanted it to be the holly show it was always for me everything I do is always okay but will this benefit my people and so I think it's coming at it with that approach like you said that always means you're coming from service and that's what will always make it valuable yeah 100% and you know at the beginning of that you said one of the things that you you felt was a bit of a challenge was how much do you share so in terms of kind of business and, and challenges, what would you say would have been kind of your biggest challenges that you faced either kind of when you were doing social media management or even now, what would you say are your kind of, I won't say daily, but <laughs> uh, what what have been your biggest challenges? So I think when I first started, when I was first doing social media management, management I think my biggest challenge was confidence and and also communication because I'd worked I'd agency work was where I came from so digital marketing agencies Mm -hmm. and obviously we worked in big teams small teams and I always felt when I when I was surrounded by especially if I was surrounded by extroverted people I'd never speak up and so when I first got started and I was having discussions with clients on a daily basis it was very very unnatural to me and I had to get really confident in leading them really not even communication but actually being a leader because they kind of looked to me for me to answer their questions and give them feedback and it was almost like oh you actually trust me with this like okay and so (laughs) it's that was kind of the first thing that I I struggled with and I think two big things that I've struggled with the most probably more so this year recently um one of them being just mindset always and I always something I always say to my clients is that 
you know, strategy is only half of the pizza. You cannot have a thriving, sustainable business if your mindset isn't in the best place possible. And a couple of years ago, if you'd have talked to me about mindset, I would have just completely been like, oh, that doesn't matter. And I would have just focused on getting up and doing the work and cracking on. But Mm. now I know how powerful it is. And I think that is just, that's probably a daily struggle because, and you'll know this as well as I do, being a a business owner, those negative thoughts always come up. No matter what you are doing, especially when you're launching something new or stepping out of your comfort zone, they always come up. And it's a constant battle to deal with them and kind of catch them and not let them take over and stop yourself from going down those thought spirals because that can really impact your work I find as well and I think probably the biggest struggle which is going to sound really privileged to say this but it does come with its own struggles is growth and this this transition that I've been making over these past especially six to 12 months has been more challenging than any part of my business journey so far I'd say that's really interesting um, because I think you're probably the first person that I've ever spoken to that has openly and willingly said, actually, it's really hard. Yeah. It, <laughs> like to, to sit there and kind of go, right, I think a lot of people, there's a couple of things you've said in there that which I want to pick up on. But the, on the growth point, I think so many people aspire to have it, mm. but they never really think of the consequences, if you like, if that's the right word. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, I've been reading um, a new book. Um, it's James Smith's uh, Not a Life Coach. And he's he's actually an online personal trainer. I love the guy. He's a bit like Marmite. He swears an awful lot. He calls people the C-bomb. But, <laughs> you know, you, have a, like, you do either love him or you hate him. Yeah. But in his book, he says, you know, I never... He's got a very large social media following. And he said, and I, I never set out for that. I just wanted to help people. And actually, people don't realize the struggles that come with having a large following. Mm. And actually, I kind of sat there and went, oh, my God, I do this for work. And even I've never thought of it. Yeah. And it it's and it's a it's a difficult one, because, like I said, you people aspire to it. So when you say, actually, this growth has been hard it's it's difficult saying that when you know people want it so it does feel very privileged but I think the way that I approach it as well is just that it's transparent and you're always no matter where you are you're always going to have those growth problems and they're going to come at you in all sorts of different forms but each time you deal with kind of moving up to that next step what you've learned is going to then help you when you get to the next problem and the next one what what would you say has been the hardest part of growth for me it's been loosening control and starting to hire people this year oh has been and I'm not a control freak (laughs) honestly I'm really not but I don't know it's just the fact that it's I've been a branch of Holly itself has been around since 2013. That's a long time. Mm. So to then bring on new people, it's like, oh my gosh, (laughs) this is really 
really scary. And it's also, so nerve wracking. Yeah. And then to also think, well, I'm, I'm paying this person now. Like I have to make sure I meet the, not just the finance needs of what we've promised, but also I need to make sure they're happy. I need to make sure that they're feeling fulfilled, that they enjoy it. It's just this whole other level of responsibility, which is why I've gone about it in a, I've, I've not just gone in a Facebook group and said, I need a virtual assistant. And then you get thousands of comments and no. (laughs) I am so bloody glad you said that because you know what? (laughs) The easiest thing for me this year would have been to, to go, I need some help. Mm. And, and the only thing that stopped me is that level of responsibility. They, you know, I'm, I always talk about the fact of, you know, my personal life and I, I don't have any responsibilities Mm. I have a cat that's about as far as my responsibilities go but to place that level of pressure on myself to have to pay somebody to have to find the work to be able to pay somebody who may have a mortgage may have children Mm. who may have mouths to feed it freaks me the hell out yeah yeah and it's and and that's why I think it's it's going about it in the right way. So like, for example, a couple of months ago, I hired a co-coach to help me with the Busy to Boss Academy. And I could have just, like you said, I could have just gone in a Facebook group and said, I need a co-coach. But I knew so clearly the type of person that I wanted. And I knew that they had to align with the academy values, my values. I, I had to know their style of coaching and trust them before I hired them. And so it's ended up being one of my one-on-one clients because, and, and it just, and I think it's so much better if it evolves like yeah. that through someone that you already know. Yeah, because you've already built that relationship, haven't you? Yeah, exactly. Mm. And did... I'm intrigued again. Nosiness. Apologies. That's fine. <laughs> did you? Um, did you? Was there kind of a certain level that you felt like you had to get to before you reached that point? You know, was it a financial level? Did you have to have a certain level of income before you decided? No, I need to outsource. I need some help. For me, I never set a goal. I, I, there was never a moment where I thought I need to hit this before I can outsource. I did feel like I needed to be at a certain level, but I think that the industry makes us think that. Yeah. And in all honesty, even like related back to mindset, and I'm so much better at this now, but the reason that I put it off for so long was that I was just worried that it was all going to disappear. And I, I'd lose clients and I'd stop making money. And again, that's that kind of thought spiral that you can go down. But I just kind of reined myself in. I wish I'd done it earlier. My my coach nags at me constantly for me to hire people because I think it just got to a point where I found out I was pregnant and that in itself will make you do things that you didn't think you were ready for. And at that point, I just knew I wasn't going to be able to take the time off that I wanted if I didn't have help. And that's really where it's the hiring side of things has come from this year. And I guess, you know, that it, that kind of stuff doesn't happen overnight anyway, does it? You've Whether you mm. hire from within and kind of somebody that you already know or not, there's still a level of building up kind of, you know, you're probably so used to doing it all on your own that there's a level yeah. of 
processes and communication and how do we do this and how do we you know so it's it's almost like a bedding in period isn't there exactly and that's why it's even better doing it with someone that you know because I was really upfront with my co-coach Joanne and I basically said look this is the first time I'm doing this I'm as new new to this as you are so if you're happy to well you know let's map out some kind of ground rules housekeeping but then if you're happy to kind of just navigate things as we go let's Mm. do that and she was really happy with that because we've really just found our flow and it's so natural now and I think that that's just gonna improve our relationship as we go forward and how do you feel now do you feel like a weight's been lifted and that kind of things are much easier oh it's the best money that I spend each month I tell her this all the time it's just, it's so refreshing, especially so she helps out. We have weekly Q&A calls, hot seat coaching calls where a member will pre-submit their question and then we'll coach them live on the call. And it's just so refreshing to just have her chime in and she, we'll always bring different things to the table, which is really amazing. But another reason why I picked her as well is because she specializes in product-based business owners and I do coach product-based, but obviously my my kind of speciality is service-based. And I was seeing a lot of product-based businesses join the academy. And I just thought I when I hire a co-coach, I need to have someone in that area. And so that was another reason why I hired Joanne. But I would honestly say I, I wish I'd done it sooner. Definitely. Mm. I don't think you'd be the first person to say that either. Mm. And it is quite nice to hear that, you know, you've hired somebody where not necessarily your skills are lacking, but you can see kind of where somebody kind of completes you, if that makes sense. Yeah. And that's the whole point, isn't it? Because yeah. when you start to outsource, you wouldn't outsource yeah. what you love to do. It's okay, where am I maybe not as strong in my skills? What do I not enjoy that needs to get done? It's starting with those areas and then thinking, okay, so based on all of these things, who do I need? What sort of person do I need with what skills? Absolutely. And that's why most of us hire accountants because who the hell likes doing your accountants? Not me. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, it's just, oh, it's such a ball like a job I know and everybody leaves it till I always see people <laughs> stories like I've left it till the last minute it's like oh it happens every time just as soon as you can get yourself an accountant just it's the best best move you can make that's a money-making activity outsourcing your account. 100% <laughs> if you take nothing else from this episode go and hire an accountant yeah. <laughs> and Obviously, you've talked a lot about the word mindset and I've got a bit of a love-hate relationship with it, if I'm honest, Mm. because I feel like it's become one of those buzzwords. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, how how do you get over that? How do you... I mean, I, I fully appreciate it. I fully... I get it. You know, I think this year more than ever, I have literally done an entire... 360 on who I am as a human like Mm -hmm. if you would have told me this time last year that I would journal every day that I would you know sit and write my thoughts I would have laughed in your face Mm. but it makes such a difference and I think for me the word mindset has become such a buzzword that some people are just not not necessarily against it but you kind of hear it and you cringe and you go oh that's not me so I'm just not going to do anything about it yeah 
Definitely. And I think as well, I totally agree that it's become a buzzword. Um, and I think people think of mindset and think, oh, that's just a load of like, it takes so long. It's just meditation and yoga and mm. that's not me. And I, I think it's your perspective shift. I think it's understanding that once I understood the basics around it, it changed my perspective. And I almost now think of it not as mindset, but almost like mind and brain development because it's all about, it's all about the way you think. Like it, it just, if you strip away all the stuff and the meditating and all the things you, people tell you, you need to do, it's just about the way that you think. And how you think will portray itself in your life. So if you think negatively, you will see that negativity. If you think positively and reframe it, you will think positively. And I think as business owners, that then, especially for me, I find when I'm tired, grumpy, negative in a bad mood like you know when you just have one of those days it impacts my work massively and I get don't get anywhere near as much done and like I said before time is our most precious asset so if me being more productive and focused and getting more done means I need to have that not even positive but just a more determined outlook then that's what I'm going to have. But I totally agree that journaling, morning pages is my favorite thing ever. It's just, it's weird how much of a difference it makes. And I think like until you, it's, it is one of those things that unfortunately, you you know, you don't see things happening overnight. Mm, it, yeah. It's not, you, you do kind of have to, as you said before, trust the process. And I think ever since I started writing down what, I was thinking I'm like that makes no total friggin sense like what why are you even say it like why are you saying that to yourself what is yeah. wrong with you mm. and it's not until you put it on paper that you see how fucking ridiculous it is <laughs> yeah. and then you're like wait a minute you need to give yourself a break and it's almost like I think you know I did an episode a couple of uh, a couple of weeks ago about things that I wrote down in my diary and the amount of positive responses I got to that and people saying I was nodding along the whole time and agreeing with everything Mm. but do you know how scared I was to I was literally shivering with fear Mm. putting that out but I do that every single day and every single week and it wasn't until I write it down that it becomes clear like you know when you just have to sometimes you just have to say something out loud yeah for it to make sense it's the same with journaling yeah it is it's just and some mornings like this morning for example I slept I'm sleeping terribly at the moment so some mornings I'm just writing I'm so tired I don't want to do this I just want to get a cup of tea Hmm. and then other mornings like there was a morning I think last week where I just had this moment where I just my vision for the next however many years just flew out of me so it it really is, sometimes it will just be, well, I'd say what, 90% of the time, it's probably you complaining and just writing down, like you were saying, all these things that you're probably too scared to share 
to yeah. a human but then 10% you can get some real magic from doing it I think yeah I think I, I completely agree the other day I think it's not until you kind of have to sit in silence and you just let things run mm. that you go oh my god that's such a good idea yes. that's nuts yeah and you've got to allow yourself that space like so many of us something we talk about as well is you know when you when you hit a big win say you have a really successful launch it's like okay what's the next thing and we, mm. we don't take time to just stop and sit yeah. and just let our mind wander mm. and I think we really need that yeah because I think it's almost uh, during that diary episode I said are we you know one of the things that kind of came to mind was are we becoming a muted society Mm. um in that you know what we share like are we too scared to to share these things in the fear that someone's going to judge us and I genuinely I do genuinely believe that I think so many people are scared to say what they think in in the fear of either offending somebody or being judged oh yeah um and it's exactly the same with that you know until you stop and go actually no you know what I did a good job Mm. like you're allowed to do that yeah, and you're also allowed to have your own opinion. Yeah. I think that caring what other people think is, it's an issue for every human on the planet, probably. And I think, the and I've got so much, I used to be terrible. This, this stopped me from doing so much and probably slowed my growth so much. But now I'm kind of at the point where I just ask myself, one whose opinions really matter and that's usually Mm -hmm. my own and my loved ones and my husband and my family and then the second one is so if anyone else really has an opinion does it matter Mm. really in the like in the grand scheme of things does it really matter is it enough to stop you from doing that thing that you really want to do or say and I think I've been quoting, <laughs> it's going to sound quite funny. Somebody messaged me the other day on Instagram and said, I've got this idea for this thing, but I don't know if I want to do it. And I was like, do it. And they were like, you don't even know what it is. And I was like, do it. What's the worst yeah. that could happen? Dr. Pepper. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> <laughs> oh do you remember God. that advert? What a great advert. That's so true though, isn't it? What's the worst that could happen? They were like, will someone laugh at me? I was like, fuck them. Like, let them laugh. Like, well, that's it, isn't it? Like, what? So what? Well, is it enough? Is it enough? You've got this amazing idea. Is it really enough that one person laughing? Is it really enough to stop you from doing it when it could be the best thing that ever happens to you if you do it? Exactly. Can you imagine? I think I saw a quote the other day from you know one of those glorified uh, business coaches, American mm. lady, um, and she said, "Don't die with a notebook full of ideas." Oh, oh God. God, that hit me in the feels. She could have framed that in a more... Oh, God, that really got me. Jeez. I was like, okay, all right, yeah, point taken. But it's such a fine line because inspirational content like that is so powerful, but playing on people's fears is not cool. Not cool. Agreed. Mm. And in terms of... Do you know what? I've done this for the last four guest episodes that I've had. I have to remind myself that it's a business and marketing podcast. But (laughs) (laughs) in terms of you marketing your business, Mm. what would you say have been the most, where have you found the most success 
Oh, that's a good question. I would say showing up always and just showing up even when you don't know what to say. I I honestly, there's some people, I might be calling people out when I say this, but oh <laughs> I think the whole, I don't know what to post today is a massive excuse. Oh, burn. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> because um, we've been talking a lot about um, content in the Busy to Boss Academy at the moment. And something I say to them is, if you have that moment where you don't know what to post, it's not a content problem. It's a you problem because you should know your business and more importantly, your audience so much that that just isn't a problem. And so I think for me, it's been showing up, but always, always just constantly listening to people I'm really, you know, and so many people are focused on getting more followers and more DMs and more story replies and more email subscribers and all of these things. But if you focus on the people that you already have and who are your, you know, that the 1000 true fans, if you focus on those people, you're going to be able to create content that speaks directly to them so that they then say, oh my God, Lorna, it feels like you're in my head. And you know, if that person is thinking that, there's going to be a bunch of other people who are doing that as well. So true. Couldn't have said it better myself. And oh, just to kind of, <laughs> just to kind of go back right at the very beginning, you know, you said, don't, don't be scared to test things because actually to anybody listen to that, they might feel a little bit cool. I can, I know a couple of people that listen to this and I know some of the, I'm going to get some messages saying, God, that really, I felt that. And I'm going to be like, yeah, I know. I know. I'm, I'm really sorry, sorry, but I'm also sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Um, but obviously, you know, it, it's one of those things. Like I think, I've I've started doing it. I've had to tell myself to start doing it recently because it is it is one of those things that you you should know your business inside out, hopefully. And you should know your, you know, your target audience inside out, hopefully. <laughs> but if you don't, just try something. The the worst that's going to happen is that you're going to get one like. So what? Yeah, but you're going to grow from there. And then if people say, you know, I'll say to academy students and clients pay attention to the comments that you're getting and the questions that you get asked and then they'll say oh but what if no one comments and asks me questions and it's like so go to someone similar in your industry go and look at what they talk about look at their comments and see what questions the people are asking that they've not answered that you can answer like that is smart marketing and that's a really good use of your time as well yep learn from other people Mm. and I think so many people are now caught up in that like you just said like more 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 they're always looking for more more whether it's more followers more likes more this more that and it's just I'm I'm wanting to start pulling my hair out soon if I'm honest (laughs) yeah because it's you've got to want you've you've you need to know if you want more followers you need to know why you want them Correct. If it's just to get the swipe up, it's, I'm I'm sorry, but again, it's not a good enough reason. (laughs) 
honest to God. Ah, like <laughs> I don't. It's not going to change your business, mate. I'm sorry. Should I hate be, to be the one to break it to you. It doesn't mean, that, yeah, like when you hit swipe up and you can actually link to your sales page instead of putting it in your bio, it doesn't mean that you're magically going to get a gazillion more sales. It, like it doesn't work that way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness me. Right. Well, I'm really conscious of time and I feel like we could talk all bloody day. I so. <laughs> whoopsie okay so what would you say would be your top three tips one to three tips for somebody anybody listening to this um just starting out from your experience and your perspective oh I do actually have three tips although it was difficult to narrow it down to three I'm not gonna lie but these are like the big three these are um, the dons. These are the, oh, the yeah. golden stars, the North Stars. The North Stars, yeah. <laughs> so the first thing that I'd say is action is everything. So do not get stuck in the planning. Always, always keep moving forward. Be conscious of that. Like we've been saying, the most important asset any of us have is time. And you you can always make more money. You can't make more time. So don't take that lightly. Keep moving forward and take action. The second thing I would say is that there's no one size fits all way of doing things. So thank you. (laughs) It's something that I really, really, really preach. And something I make very clear whenever someone does join the academy it's like, and which is why I could have easily made that an online course. But the reason why it's a coaching program is because I teach them the strategies and then we work together on the calls to make that work for them. Because yeah. it's, everyone is so different and everyone's business is so different. It's not a cookie cutter type thing. You can't just copy and paste. So that's another big thing. And I think a lot of other um bigger coaches in our industry capitalize on the fact that they think there is just one way to do things and that really bugs me I feel like I want to send you a box of confetti I'm so glad you just said that (laughs) Jesus Christ the amount of do you know what really infuriates me you know those it's actually an email that I've got going out this week you know the the his 28 Instagram story templates oh yes Mm. like Mm -hmm. cool great find inspiration from it it's not going to solve your problems exactly and that's why I always say to my students as well like you just said take inspiration but please do not use caption templates to write your own captions because it will never sound like you never it just drives me nuts you I'm I'm gonna send you some flowers (laughs) thanks Um, and then just, just my day. <laughs> the last thing what we've just talked about is that strategy is only half the pizza and you yourself separate from the business are a money-making activity and you've got to work on yourself in order to get the business to where you want it to be round of applause holly well oh, thank you i'll take a little bow at my desk <laughs> <laughs> pat on the back for you oh yeah pat on the back <laughs> I'm happy with those. Thank you so much. That was amazing. Um, One question that I actually really want to start asking all of my guests. So if there's any future guests listening to this, heads up. <laughs> Holly, what is success to you? Oh, success to me 
is happiness. It is knowing that I'm doing a good job in all aspects of my life as a, a coach, as a community leader, as a wife, a daughter, a, a mum. It's just knowing that I'm impacting people. That's when, when, when a client has a win or a light bulb moment, that to me is everything. Everything. It's the best feeling in the world. Yeah. I agree. Love it. Well, Holly, I'm so conscious of time. I genuinely feel like we could talk for hours. So <laughs> you might need to come back on. But for anybody that's listening to this that wants to find you, follow you, all of that jazz, where can they find you? How can they work with you? Take it away. Okay, I'll try and keep this short. <laughs> so <laughs> the best place to just the hub is a branch of holly.com. I also have a podcast called Blog It Boss It Radio. The best place to chat to me and just see my day to day is Instagram, where I'm at a branch of Holly on there. If you are interested in the Busy to Boss Academy, you can head to busytobossacademy.com forward slash invited. Or if you want to see what the academy is all about, then I've got a free training that explains it all. And that's at busytobossacademy.com forward slash freedom. Love it. That was quite succinct, you know. You've done that before. Oh, thanks. I have to so many places. I'm like, right, where do I want people to make sense? <laughs> like counting it on your fingers. Have I done that one? Check. Yeah. Have I done that one? Love it. Thank you so, so, so much for your time, Holly. It's been an absolute pleasure. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. I loved it. It just felt like a really good chat. It's just a chat, isn't it? I That's the it. thing. Yeah. Love it. Well, I hope you have a lovely Christmas and I will talk to you soon. Yes, you too. Speak soon. See you later.